The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. So here we are, season three of Black Lightning. And I know that for some people, Black Lightning is an acquired taste. Meaning like, you know, some people don't really keep up with it. Um, But there are, I know a few of you all, like myself, that are tuning in every Monday to watch new episodes. Now... For me, I was down with Black Lightning, the TV show, from day one. I was into it. And I was into it because I, not just like the premise of the show itself, but, you know, last year I did an episode about um, the differences between Blue Cage and Black Lightning. And I feel like... Black Lightning is a different type of Black show than Luke Cage was. And it's not really to say that Luke Cage was bad, but, you know, Luke Cage, you know, the origin of Luke Cage is a certain genre and era. So the source material and the whole black exploitation element that Luke Cage has probably is the reason why I feel the way I do about Luke Cage. Not saying that it's not outright saying that it's problematic, but it has certain confines to it. So I'm saying all that to say that I find that Black Lightning is a black show. Right. I feel like it centers black people. It is a black community. It is what we will see in a community of black people, how they operate and function. And it's the narrative of a black show. And Luke Cage was more of this world with black people in it. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't feel like it, it felt like. We were looking in the lens of whiteness, I guess, in a way, to look at how black people would interact if they were superheroes versus the premise of black eyes, a black show, black readers, writers in the room giving you blackness without stating and proclaiming is black because you know what I'm saying like Luke Cage like he would read all these you know notable black narrative books so we would see him like I think he was reading Ta-Nehisi Coates in one episode and um Frederick Douglass and um Richard Wright you know like it, it was always those little hints to let you know this show black as hell but with Black Lightning, 
it doesn't have to be stated it's black as hell because you you watch it you're watching this show and the colorisms the anti-blackness the police on you know the police brutality the racism it is given to you it's packaged to you from a black experience so with all of that being said we are in season three and I don't know about you all but I am enjoying season three I know for some people it's like a little dragging but I like the slow burn of this build-up because you know last week was you know the chapter um is we on the book of occupation uh chapter three and last episode was when you know lynn the wife of jefferson she learned that you know jefferson had this deal with agent odell without letting her know what the deal was and if you haven't been watching Black Lightning, let me give you a quick recap of what's going on and where we are now. And if you are watching and you want to talk about it, please let me know. I would love to talk about it with you all. All right. So here we are. We are in Freeland where Jefferson Pierce, you know, he stopped being or acting as Black Lightning for a while. And he was a principal at, you know, a high school where his oldest daughter was like, I think she was like substituting or being like a teacher's aide. And she graduated from there. She's in college now. She's, you know, in the medical field, similar to her mom, which is Jefferson's wife, Lynn. And his youngest daughter, who is attending the high school where her dad's the principal. Now, the relationship between Jefferson and Lynn, you know, they are in love, but they aren't married. They they aren't married anymore. They're separated, but they aren't divorced. But they still love each other. They love each other. So, like, they still fuck around. But Lynn is apprehensive because, you know, the backstory between Jefferson and Lynn is, you know, she is fearful of his life when he is Black Lightning. He hurts himself. He gets really injured. And she just wants to live a normal life where you know she works in the medical lab all day her daughters go to school and he's a principal and everybody comes home and want peace however jefferson you know all superheroes have a have a mission and they have a score to settle jefferson is wants to get revenge against Tobias Wells now for regular TV Tobias Wells to me is a great villain and I feel he's on par with Kingpin and Daredevil and I'll tell you why so Kingpin and Tobias Wells 
they aren't really i mean the only there's slight differences but they both are they have no scruples well they work on their own moral code um everything is by any means necessary they're the bosses of towns people fall under them they don't mind taking anybody out they can fight their own battles they don't mind getting their hands dirty and they're just some really badass motherfuckers you know and however you know uh, Kingpin doesn't have any like super serums that he's using for his strength he's just a very big strong man that can fight and kill people with his bare hands if he wants to the difference with Tobias Wells is he's actually old so he's actually like in his 70s you know like that but he's been taking the serum that keeps him looking young and you know that serum also gives him strength to a degree and he has been using that to like get his way and terrorize folks and you know do what he has to do um Jefferson Pierce wants to either well at this point you know I don't know if he wants to get him locked up and put away for good or if he wants to kill him I think right now Tobias Wells and Jefferson Jefferson wants to kill him at least I feel that way he really wants to kill him and you know, Jefferson Pierce, as a young boy, witnessed Tobias Wells killing his father. And his father was an editor at the newspaper at the newspaper and was uncovering like he was doing like this investigative story, which would have incriminated Tobias. And that's why he murdered his father. He was actually, you know, hiding in the house when he saw Tobias Wells murder his father so he's been living with this chip on his shoulder about Tobias for years and you know now that he was a little boy now he's like an older person with children of his own the conflict comes in you know he does his little black lightning thing after school but it starts to hit close to home because now his daughter's both of his daughters have superpowers. So you have Black Lightning and his daughter Lightning and Thunder. And they're coming of age. They're coming into their power. Um, he's able to reason with his older daughter because Lightning, I mean, his older daughter Thunder, I'm sorry, because she, you know, she's older. Um, she's more reasonable. She thinks a little bit more logical. Um, she is a little bit more in control of her powers and she's able to handle herself and she listens to reason. You know, she's, she's very reasonable. His youngest daughter, Lightning, she's the opposite. And it's not like she's really extreme. She's a teenager. She's a teenager who has very strong powerful you know powers of lightning and electrocution and it's you know by her father being black lightning she's she's basically stronger than he is and 
that scares him because you know for him to have superpowers and he knows how strong he is you know it scares him that his little girl is more powerful than he is and he feels that because she's more powerful is really hard to help her when she can't control herself so you know he's been trying to get her help you know from advisors so he had um uh the actress erica alexander she had a she had a um a very important role on the show last season to help um lightning hone her skills with her superpower so we have that element so lightning started dating a boy in high school who got shot and he got shot due to tobias trying to put out drugs and control and control drugs on the street and he manipulated the young man and by he by him manipulating him, he promised him, you know, if you roll with me, you could walk again because he was shot and he was paralyzed. And he basically gave him a spine so he can walk again. And he turned into like one of Tobias, you know, cronies. He was going by uh, painkiller. And, you know, eventually he wanted to get away from Tobias and run off with lightning. This all happened last season. He caught up with Painkiller and ripped his spine out and he died. And lightning, you know, that was like her first boyfriend and she really loved him. So now she wants to kill Tobias and she almost did. But, you know, the good thing, Jer- Jefferson wants to do the good thing. So he, they turn Tobias in. So here we are, season three. Um, but there's another part to the story. So while they're thinking of, you know, trying to keep the family safe and trying to clean, keep the streets clean and freeland from like drug dealers and gangsters and you know, just regular petty criminals, there's a bigger threat coming to Freeland. So the biggest threat to Freeland is the fact that, you know, Black Lightning, Lightning and Thunder aren't a mistake. There's these pod kids that um, Lynn has been working on extensively because they all have powers. They're all metas and the government wants to keep them or at least find a cure to recover them and turn them into like these super soldiers. However, there's a bigger threat um, with the government because there's like this Russian or somewhere in the area of Russians, Bakovians, who are supposed to be like these alt-right, you know, missionary, not missionary, but um, assassins that are 
come into free land to kill all these metas or or try to apprehend the metas and take them with them so they're doing anything necessary to get these metas so there's this sneaky slew-footed agent who is slightly creepy older black dude who I can't really I mean I guess if depending on who's looking he could be considered an anti-hero I definitely don't think he's a good guy I think he's I definitely think he's borderline villain if he isn't an all villain himself so the agent works with an agency and he's pretty much once he knows everything like he knows the Jefferson secrets as far as like you know not just Jefferson being black lightning but also his daughters being very strong metas he knows everything and he is using that as a bargaining chip to get what he wants and what he wants he wants Lynn to work with him work for him depending on how you look at it to save the metas that are in the pods and to save other metas and to come up with like cures for them so they won't die and to basically protect them from the Makovians who are infiltrating Freeland right so that's pretty much the gist of the story and Tobias is now under the custody of the agent agent Slewfoot that's what I'm calling him from going forward his name is agent <laughs> Slewfoot his name is agent Odell so agent Slewfoot has Tobias in jail and well he has him a prisoner in his facility He's not really in a jail jail. And he is... He's very manipulative. Agent Slewfoot. And he... Is trying his best to have both Black Lightning and his family in his one pocket. And Tobias in the other pocket... Because Tobias and Agent Odell both want this briefcase that has the serum because, you know, Tobias wants it because they both, well, Tobias most definitely knows if he has all the serums to um, control the capsule, the kids in the pods and to control the metas, he can sell them to on the black market for like millions and millions and millions of dollars it'll be better than selling military weapons and odell at least what i think i think odell wants to do the same thing that's just my prediction um he said you know he's working on behalf of the agency but i don't trust the agency and not and neither does gamby who is like you know, the secret super, well, not secret superhero, but the sidekick for Black Lightning. He's been making all his gadgets and all his weapons and cotton and outfits and suits. He's been also been making suits for 
lightning and thunder and he is pronounced dead to most people because he used to work for the agency that agent slewfoot is working for so he's off the he's off the grid completely you know he was living as like a double life as a as a um tailor however you know they blew up his car last season so he is pronounced dead they thought you know jefferson and his whole family thought gamby was dead and he was like you know living in the woods somewhere you know undercover you know with his drones and stuff like that so he's completely off the grid he can't really be in public you know he has to just be sneaky and just live in the shadows so last episode agent slewfoot uh gave Jefferson this watch. Now, I have to say that Jefferson does not trust Agent Slufa and he shouldn't because he doesn't know what his end goal is. He tries to say that he's transparent, but it's really not clear what he's trying to do. At least to me as a viewer. So, Agent Slufa gives Jefferson a watch, and it's a brand new suit. It's a it's a, a much more efficient and powerful suit than what Gamby has been trying to has been Gamby has been giving him. Now, let me say this for Gamby: Gamby is working like in the sewers, basically making gadgets. So, his gadgets have been effective. But because he's living off the grid, there's just certain things he can't get access to as opposed to Agent Slewfoot, who has all the access. And because he has all the access, he's able to, you know, give Jefferson and, and, and Lynn the access, you know, like high level access. So he he outfits Jefferson in this very high tech suit. It looks really kick ass. I like the visual of it. You know, the first season, Jefferson was looking like Meteor Man. <laughs> and now this season, season three, he looks like a, an official superhero. You know, so he has this really high tech suit. And um, Gamby is working with Thunder to help save the people that are that are on the outskirts of freeland so they won't be they won't get caught up with the markovians and so you know so and they could be protected so she's trying to protect them and also lead her double life working in the clinic so The next episode comes on tomorrow night, Monday night, and um, this is what season, this is what the next episode is supposed to be. So, you know, Jefferson and Lynn have been living in this facility with Agent Slewfoot for a while, and they're, they now just returned home to their daughters. Um, Lynn is still on the mission to figure out a solution um, and a cure for um, 
what she needs to save the podcast so the Wachovians won't get their hands on them. And Lightning goes, you know, she's going to go back to the clinic and save as many people as possible. So what I think is going to happen, I don't really have, you know... I don't really have a lot of insight. I'm just telling you what I feel is going to happen. I think that the case is going to come, the briefcase that um, Tobias Well and Agent Slewfoot both want, I think Agent Slewfoot is going to get his hands on the briefcase somehow, some way. And I think Lightning is going to see her dead boyfriend again and she might have to take him out because he is now a weapon they are tested because he was dead already so they're using him as a weapon they brought him back to life and this nigga out here doing like he's like he's like super nigga like this nigga can do like 15 styles of kung fu he has he, he just killed his mama like he has no memory he's only operating as a machine in the body and i think when she sees him she's going to freak out and when he fights her she is going to be hurt not just emotionally but physically because he is a strong motherfucker now this season and he is going to do some damage. And I am hoping, but it might actually happen. I think Agent Slewfoot might send Painkiller after Jefferson Girls or Jefferson himself. Because, you know, in season two, Painkiller went after Jefferson in the high school. And that's how Jefferson ended up losing his position, not because they knew he was Black Lightning, but because he had to, um, he couldn't say, you know, he lied and said he went on vacation and he wasn't reachable and he wasn't on site when Painkiller came into the school trying to kill or bait Black Lightning to come in. And when he did that, he almost killed Black Lightning and Lightning, his daughter, used her powers to bring him back to life. And because he was so damaged and so fucked up, you know, he couldn't come to school and be a principal. He, he was almost dead, right? And he didn't want to blow his cover. So by him not blowing his cover, he lost his job. And because his daughter Lightning is so powerful, they withdrew her from school, start homeschooling her, homeschooling her, and she hates it, of course. So she's like on a rooftop of her bedroom smoking weed. And you know what? I don't fucking blame her. Like who the fuck? You know, she's like fifteen, sixteen. Who the hell wants to stay in the house all day? And I'll be smoking weed on the roof too. I don't blame her, but she, you know, that that's what happened in season two. So she, she really loves this boy. Like, and it's so fucked up because when he was paralyzed and, you know, there seemed like there was no hope for him. She was by his side. And when Tobias Wells got his, you know, claws into him and gave him a new spine, 
he um he was just different and she was trying to find some type of normalcy in him and it didn't really work you know so it went I guess it did kind of work because once like painkiller tried to be normal and by be normal like run off with Jen lightning um he ended up dying you know he literally Tobias literally ripped his spine out of his body and left him for dead so I you know what else I like about Black Lightning not just the story because it is a slow burn but I really like it they have every black actor and actress on this show they had um Oh, they had uh, Robert Townsend saying nigga on TV. That was like the highlight for me. I was like, I'm fucking with this show. You know, it's like Tyler Perry, but without all the foolishness and cooning, you know, it's a really good show to watch on regular TV. And I can only imagine how Black Lightning would come across if it was like on Hulu or like... Netflix, but I'm okay with it being on regular TV. I really, I'm, I'm here for it, and I, I hope it gets renewed, um, for a season four because it's, it's really good TV. It's good writing. It's good TV. The visuals have stepped up a lot. It's just really good TV. It's a bunch of plots into one show, and it's a weekly show. So I will be here next week to talk about Black Lightning, episode four. I, you know, I know I'm behind on like, why aren't you doing weekly recaps? And it's because, you know what? I watch it and then I get so hyped about it. And then like, I forget what well, I really forget. This is the only having the time. So I'm just going to post them to Fabulous Mag. Um, I'm going to try to do an article for Black Lightning and hopefully it will hit Rotten Tomatoes because I feel like it needs to be more black critics on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? So this is my recap from the previous seasons seasons up into episode three. So we're going to meet again after episode four. And we're going to talk about that too. Because I am interested in seeing if Agent Slewfoot is going to turn. I think he's a double agent. And that's how I feel. I don't have any proof. I could be wrong. He might save the day. He might be up to doing something good. But I don't see it. I think he's a double agent. And we'll see later on in the show if I am right or not. I like it, but I hope you like it too. So if you haven't watched it or if you've been thinking about watching it, you should definitely give it a chance because it's cool as fuck. And I have a girl crush on Anissa, who is Thunder, because she is like the baddest lesbian ever. And I don't mean bad just because she's physically attractive, but because she just don't be giving a fuck. And I don't, what I'm saying, don't give a fuck. Like, she is like a player. Like, she has that swag that, like, young M.A. has. Like, oh, word, that's what you're doing? Like, she is, she has a lot of strong, assertive sexual energy about her. And I think it's really cool to see on TV. So, all of this shit is cool, you know, to see, like, black, uh, 
like film queer representation to see black families fighting as superheroes together um black villains fighting the colorisms because Tobias well is albino and to see like Aja Slewfoot call him out on his lack of melanin which is probably which is an extension of why Tobias has such beef with black people like he has a lot of internalized anti-blackness that he talks about openly you know um and at first I was like damn does he really hate black people and then like when he interacted with white people on the show you know he hates black people but he hates white people more and it's a interesting um it's an interesting thing to look at because there's a lot of people that don't like black people for whatever reasons like i'm talking about black people specifically whether they don't like poor black people they don't like uh um you know a certain type of black people you know because tobias he overcompensates his blackness because his lack of melanin literally because he is albino so you know he wants to be the rich nigga in the town he wants to be the boss of all bosses of all niggas and he you know has a lot of black art in his well he had like a lot of black art in his apartment you know um he had a lot of um, Ken High Wiley paintings on the wall. He listens to classical music and he's like a bougie nigga, but he does not like niggas, but he fucks with niggas, but he just don't like them. So it's really interesting to see him. He's like a, um, I can't really figure out a person to describe him as someone who doesn't like black people as a black person, but doesn't like white people more i have to think about it but next episode we'll talk about it maybe it'll come to me before then all right so i will see y'all and talk to y'all for episode four i hope you like black lightning because black lightning is back all right peace